This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. Let me tell you something. There's some things I'll do for the environment. Washing poop out of cloth is not <laughs> <laughs> This is why we don't get things done. <laughs> you felt the need to tell me about a heavy metal Russian propaganda video. Congratulations, Shane. <laughs> First time that your mom says or your dad says you have to kill the chicken. No. <laughs> no, you people are sick. We live in a fucking metropolitan area. This is just torture for no reason. You're being weird. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So after my dad went to jail, my mom, my little brother, and me were just kind of floating. Dad had been the only one working at the time, and with his income gone, we had to get out of our house, and we needed a plan fast. My mom had only one option, and that was to go live with my aunt and uncle Sam and Jan in their tiny little two-bedroom house. Me and my little brother would be, both go from having our own rooms in a shared bathroom to having a couch and a love seat in my aunt and uncle's living room, and all of our belongings being stuffed in a fucking garage. It wasn't perfect, but at least we weren't going to be homeless. This was our mindset. No, this wasn't all bad because growing up, Sam and Jan had been me and my little brother's favorite aunt and uncle. We loved going over to their house because they had a dog, they had fish, they had a big-ass yard for us to play in. All our cousins were always hanging out over there. And they had this one other thing that nobody in our entire family, nobody else in the entire world that we knew had, and that was a parrot. Now, as cool as all this other shit was, our cousins being over there and all the other stuff, a bird that could talk to us and say things like please and thank you was like having a mystical creature among us. Her name was Fancy, and she was this big green parrot with this big-ass beak and these claws, and every time me and my little brother would go over to the house, we would stand around her cage, not wanting to get too close, because she kind of looked like she could take our face off if she wanted to with that beak, and we would talk to her, and she would talk back to us, and she was smart as hell. She would listen for my uncle to whistle her name and call her from across the house, and she'd fly across the house and land on his shoulder, and they'd let her out of her cage and let her roam around all the time. She would watch my aunt and uncle open her cage and close her cage cage and watch them do that little door so many times that she finally mastered the art of opening that little door as long as it wasn't latched. Fancy was like this magical creature to us because we didn't have to live with her. We'd never lived with her before, but Fancy wasn't as perfect as she seemed. See, during the week, Fancy would be asleep when I would go to school and she would wake up afterwards. And it wasn't until after I was asleep on my couch bed on a Saturday morning that I found out Fancy did not like to sleep late at all. No, Fancy would like to wake her fancy ass up at about 830 in the morning and squawk her fucking head off until somebody came over to unlatch the cage and get her some food. Squawk, squawk, fucking squawk all goddamn morning. And it would just go on and on and on. And I'm laying there on the couch with a pillow over my head going, Jesus, we used to have our own house. I used to have my own room and now a parrot is taking my Saturday away from me. But eventually one of my aunts or uncle would get up and walk into the room and they'd give her some food or water and then they would take her out onto the back porch and they would latch her cage and she could squawk her fucking head off on the back porch and everybody else could go back to sleep. This became our routine for every Saturday morning for this long ass time until one day I just had enough. I'd gone from having my own room, my own bed, my own TV, to living in my uncle's tiny-ass little house on his couch. Nothing else was going to get taken away from me this weekend. This Saturday was going to be mine. If I was this tired of the squawking-ass bird, everybody else in the house was going to be too. So as soon as I heard her first squawk on a Saturday morning, I got up, I got her some water, and I got her some food. And I picked up the cage, and I picked up her stand, and I took her out to the back porch. And I fed her, and I gave her water, and I walked back into the house. Now, she could squawk to her heart's content because I was going to be back in there on the couch sleeping my ass off. A couple seconds later, my head hit the pillow again and Fancy was squawking in the background, but eventually it just kind of faded away. I was finally going to be able to sleep peacefully again and I'd done something nice for the family, letting everybody sleep in and I'd taken care of this problem myself. Maybe everything was going to be okay. Maybe I was finally getting some control back. Maybe things were going to work out, or at least that's what I thought. About an hour after I fell asleep, I got woken up by my uncle going, What the fuck did you do with Fancy? 
Now, he didn't sound a little bit happy. He sounded downright fucking pissed. Now, thinking I just, he was just noticing that her cage was gone, I kind of picked my head up and didn't even open my eyes and went, she's just outside on the porch. It's fine. He goes, well, she was. Her cage is all that's there now. Now, as soon as he said that, I shot up off the couch. I had to get up and go see what the fuck he was talking about because I was sure that I had put her on that back porch unless I had dreamed this. And as soon as I got onto the back porch and I walked out there to see for myself, to see this empty cage, I saw the cage and I saw him and he had this red hot anger on his face. And he said, I guess you put her out here on the back porch so you could fucking get her to uh, shut her mouth. You gave her some food and water, but did you latch the cage back? My heart sank. No, in fact, I didn't latch the cage back. I'd fed and watered this bird, and I'd picked up her cage, and I'd put her on the back porch. And the reason I was sleeping so soundly was because this bird that had cost a shitload of money, which was my uncle's words, had done this little magic trick where she opened the cage. And a couple minutes later, after I'd gone back to sleep, she was flying away through the neighborhood, literally flying the coop. I was fucked. Like proper fucked. I spent the next few hours chasing this bird through the neighborhood, walking miles and miles away through the neighborhood, calling her by name, trying to get her to come down and land on her shoulder like she'd done so many times in my uncle's house. So many times I'd seen her do this, but she was just as stubborn as she was magical. She sat at the tops of all the trees that day, and eventually my uncle looked over at me and said, well, I guess you owe me for the bird, don't you? And he walked into the house disgusted. We never found Fancy. She never came back. My uncle never kicked us out. Nothing ever really came of it. I never ended up owing some huge amount of money for his bird or anything like that. But I did learn a very valuable lesson that day. And the lesson was that even if you're trying to do something really nice for people, even if you're trying to do something that will help everybody out, sometimes being nice can come back to bite you in the ass. Hey guys, welcome back to another week and now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online. Go to nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like Michelle, our badass Patreon, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Family. It's a family of podcasters that have come together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass podcasts, and basically create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag, you're going to find our show as well as the Most Notorious podcast, the I Am One With My Soul podcast, and the Nudging 30 podcast. And this week on episode 131, Shane's Chaotic Life, we're going to talk about some of the crazy stuff that's been going on in my world recently, and we're also going to get into how crazy some of the people in Kenny's world can be as well. So check it out. We'll be right back. Hey, buddy, I'm not paying you to hear your thoughts on life. I'm paying you to sing. Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. So a needle pulling thread. (laughs) You don't remember any of this? Kenny's uh, broken into the sound of music. Tea, a drink with bread and crumbs. Bread and crumbs. I'll try that one. I'm a little rusty. It's bread. And so, it's like you were all confident on all the other ones until we got to the fucking tea. Doe, like, ra- doe a deer, a female deer. Ray, a drop of golden sun. Don't rate me a name. I call myself. Good radio. Fa. Alone on the way to run. That's the break. That the fa is the break because it's got more syllables than all the other ones. That's why you say a long, long way to run, not just a long way to run. So are you, are we going to break into so anything? So a needle pulling thread. Yeah, we already heard that one. You already said that. Tea is something. Oh, it's a, a with jam and bread. A drink that goes with jam and bread. Jam and bread? It's English, man. They're big on fucking tea with jam, okay? <laughs> they also put do milk in their tea and shit. It's all weird. Do, and then it goes back to dough. It's a full cycle. Wow. That, I Honestly, like out of everything we've recorded up to this point on the show... That was the most exciting thing I think I've ever heard. You want to give it like a full on like, like a like a Mary Poppins read through? 
Do you want me to intro it like a, as a whole like segment? Shut oh, the fuck up and let's get to let's, what we were going to talk let's about. Do like a dark version, like <laughs> the female deer. Hey, real quick before we move far on. a long, long way to rock. Sorry. <laughs> Would you like to suck my cock, berserker? This is the Guar, this is the guar version of how the Raimi follows. This is the berserker version of the Sound of Music or some shit over here. All right, so anyway, <laughs> hold on. Before we move too much further into anything else, did you see this weird video that that the uh, Russia Twitter posted about P- Putin fishing? No, it was a it was a video of basically a Renaissance festival. For them, like where people are like doing crafts Get and to the dancing. Goddamn point. No, no, no. I'm I'm giving you all the basis of it. No, I don't need you to build me this whole world like you're trying to do. Just I'm not building you a whole world. If you shut the fuck up, I'll tell you exactly what I'm talking about. They send this thing about you, this Renaissance festival. It's like a two minute video, but in the background of the video of the Renaissance festival, it's Russian heavy metal, and the caption of the uh, this whole thing, like it's super weird the way it works together. Like there, are people are fighting with fucking wooden swords and shit, while people are like singing Russian heavy metal in the background. And below it, it says, "If anyone imposes imposes sanctions on us, shall perish because of new sanctions. New sanctions shall not be tolerated." And it's like this is why we don't get things done. <laughs> <laughs> you felt the need to tell me about I have a heavy metal Russian propaganda video. Congratulations, Shane. You're one of the masses. I just saw it and I was like, "What the flaming fuck is going on here? Like, what's happening?" It's working. Their <laughs> their propaganda is working on you because you're a douche. How is it working on me? It didn't do anything but confuse me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't know what to think about Russia right now. <laughs> You felt the need to tell me that they had crafts and sword fighting at a at a, at a Rins fest, and I'm like, that's what I mean. Like, you don't need to paint the picture, man. I, I know what happens at a Rins fest. I've been. There might have been a guy with a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> there were some shops and some uh, some chicks. Probably and somebody corsets. selling shitty fucking necklaces for way too much money. Swords that are made out of like basically plastic with a little bit of metal, <laughs> like our ninja swords we have here in the studio. Exactly. <laughs> if you ever hit those two together, probably you'll get hand injuries. Oh, <laughs> it, the whole the whole thing is shattered. I got a splinter of plastic all up in my hand. <laughs> I cast splinter splinter your handle. You swing the sword, really. It's, <laughs> it's not really a spell. All right, let's do the story, goddammit. What story did you want to do? I want to talk about your goddamn teenager lifestyle you got going on over there. Oh, the teenager lifestyle. What do you want to know about my uh, my exciting life? Bring it in. This is a horrible intro to the <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm asking you. You said you wanted to know about my teenager. I'm what not gonna, I'm not going to give you a pre-up to the interview. No, you no, you this. said you said you were going to intro the whole thing. No, did you say oh, where's my countdown? I told you without a countdown, nothing starts. We're not doing a countdown. That's, that's the way we're going to start this I bit. Want a is you banging on the table and saying, well, I, want I want my count- countdown. <laughs> Good radio, Kenny. <laughs> Good radio. That's I make all the big bucks. Um, so, yeah, recently we instituted something at our house where we told Christopher. Um, no, this is still horrible. You can't tell the story. This one's about you. What do you mean I can't tell the story? You, I'm going to bring in the story and you're going to fill in the details when I ask them to you. We're flipping the script. Then bring it in. We're just going to roll off of I exactly what three, we just I want my three, two, one. You're not getting one. We're rolling off of what we just recorded, and you're going to bring no, it in no, like no, a professional. This is a whole new intro. None of that stuff had anything to do with this. This is my clip. You can count me in. No, you can count yourself in. <laughs> You'll be just fine. I won't be ready if I count myself in. I need the first breath to be the recording. That's why they do that. Okay. Stop for a second. Go. All right, so Shane's telling me that they've got some stuff going on at the household now that they have a a, a young adult, a, a newly minted adult living in their household who has lived in their household for many years as a non-adult. And they've had to institute some some kind of communistic-sounding <laughs> work-for-live-pay thing because, you know, they ain't got no money. So tell us about this new, this new uh, bylaw you have for your teenager at your house. There was a time that uh, that teenagers that were 18 years old used to storm beachheads, and they used to be the steel workers of America and things like that. These days, um, they're the millennials. 
that are going to inherit our planet. Shane sounds like an old grumpy person in this story already. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. I used to storm beach it. Not, not, like 80% of them died doing that. <laughs> it was the way things were done back in my day. That said, millennials are pretty stupid. So I'm not going to go ahead and put them all into a bucket because there's definitely good ones out there, but there's just not many recently. What we did did at our house is we said, listen, Chris, you're 18 years old. Now we want to try and teach you some responsibility. So help us out with some chores around the house. And if you do your chores, then you can live here for free. If you don't do your chores, then you have to pay us to live here. Did you have like a, almost like a menu where different chores were worth different values? Yeah, basically, if you do all the chores, it costs you nothing to live here. If you don't do the chores, then we're gonna call, it's going to cost you per chore. So it wasn't even all or nothing. So he could even do some chores, do not some chores. But depending on how many he did, the rent number would go up and down. Yeah, so we had this conversation with him, and he decided not to do his chores. So we took some money out of his account and, and told him, you know, that's basically what it is. And he loses his mind and starts freaking out. Hold saying, on. He didn't even lose his mind at first. Cause like a typical teenager, he doesn't check his bank account. <laughs> yeah. He didn't check his bank account for like two weeks. So it's the, the after effect. So like it took him a while to even realize that they were being serious. Like he thought he was skating. Yeah. He thought everything would be fine and we weren't actually going to enforce this. And again, the rules were, let me just put it out there one more time. Do your chores, like sweep and vacuum, clean your bathroom, that sort of stuff, and it will cost you nothing to live here at all. Don't do it, and it will cost you money. So we took the money out of his account, and he loses his mind. He's like, you guys took this money from me. You guys basically stole the money out of my account. And we're like, we didn't steal the money. We told you it would cost this much if you didn't do your chores. And he was like, other people don't make me, wouldn't make their kids do this kind of stuff. And we're like, well, those people are not teaching their children how to be adults one day because this is the way the world works. You can works. Go live in their house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that that exact statement came out of my mouth. I as bet I was something real similar came out. Um, there was a conversation about, you know, go live in their house if you like it better there and stuff <laughs> like that. And it's every single one of us went through this exact same thing. And me and my wife have had this conversation. Actually, no. Most of the people in our group moved out at 18. No, what I'm saying is not the whole moving out thing or, or protesting with your parents. It's getting to 18 years old and realizing that you know every fucking thing in the world. That part was similar, but we were all, unlike the current generation, we were rip-roaring ready to get out and be like independent. Oh, yeah. We dude. wanted to party. We wanted to have party houses. We wanted to be able to have people over whenever the fuck we wanted. And we thought it was going to be easy. It wasn't. Most of us fucked up our first living situations pretty good or lived in holes in the wall or had to move in with somebody eventually because we fucked up all our shit. But we were all ready to run out the door. Oh, the it, current generation is the exact opposite. They want to stay where they're at they as want, long as they, they can. They want to put roots down. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the conversation came up of, listen, you can do these things around the house or you can move out and it'll cost you like 800 to to $1,000 a month just to exist. And that's living poor. That's living very poor. That's not living on organic food. That's not having like, you know, the fastest internet. That's basically being able to exist. The, the imaginary better food probably wasn't really going to make an impact. No, what I'm saying is <laughs> there's a difference between living on ramen noodles and living the way that I live now. And That's true. Going back to ramen noodles. Well, organic part's kind of irrelevant. Though. Right. What I'm getting at is when you first move out, there's a good, I'd say five years of being like, what the flaming fuck am I doing? How did my parents ever do this and do it like, well, like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like Kenny said, you have to move back in with other people. Sometimes you have to move back home. But as soon as we all could get into a good situation, we did. We said, but all you got to do is do these chores and you can live here for free or you can move out on your own and it'll be 800 to a thousand dollars. So we've been dealing with this whole thing going on. It's been a constant kind of fight and struggle going on with getting him to do everything. And we're finally in a good place on it. But the other day we had the situation come up at the house that's going on kind of as a subplot to this whole Christopher thing. It's going very on. complicated over in the Smith household. It is right now because we're, we have this problem at my house where this beautiful house that we built water just fucking creeps into it. If it rains too much, I live on a hill, water will creep in through the walls of my house. I'm like, what Ew. the flaming fuck happened? Ew. So we're having to dig out this little drain, this little French drain around the house. So my wife is going to have rocks delivered over to the house. We're going to build the French drain, dig it out. Her dad has That's a, a tractor. Why do you guys always try to do everything yourselves? 
I don't want to talk about it. I'm moving on to why what happened. Okay. I, mean, I don't want to talk about figure in man hours and everything else. You're probably spending more doing it yourself. I, mean, just... I don't want to talk about it. We're moving on. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not moving on. This is my segment. <laughs> I want to devil into this because <coughs> I fight with this battle at work of us. Like, for example, we, we got a bunch of Yeti cups, 500 to be exact. And we want to get stickers for them with our logo and our website name on them. Well, as you know, if you just get regular paper-ass stickers, they're going to be washed off on the first time the person washes their cup. So I called a friend of ours, Rob, and got a quote for vinyl, high-quality stickers like they do car wraps with. Okay. They won't come off. I also had that quote including putting the stickers on because, you know, vinyl is not easy to pull off if you fuck it up. <laughs> so I kind of wanted a professional graphic designer artist to put these on, too. Right. And it wasn't expensive. It was like a dollar extra per cup. <laughs> Which really, to me, it sounds like a bargain. Okay. Well, there's always the conversation at my job for people, somebody suggesting, why don't we just do it? And I'm like, cause I pay you sons of bitches $20 an hour and you don't know how to play stickers as easy as it sounds. You're not going to be qualified. You're going to take three times as long and I'm going to end up paying y'all like $300, $400. And by the time we're done in payroll, for what I could have paid. And not just that. You're going to end up with stickers that are only kind of like sideways and shit like yeah, 20% that. 20% of the cups are going to be useless <laughs> because I can't give them to patients that paid $5,000 for their teeth to be fixed and have a crooked-ass logo on the cup. So, yes. Here's your ghetto-ass cup that we so got So, back you. to the point of why didn't you guys just pay somebody who does French drains for a fucking living to do it? Well, my wife's dad is a fucking contractor. He's, no, he's a carpenter. Shit. He doesn't do French grains. Let's be clear. He puts in windows and doors primarily. And he's really good at that. I've done carpentry with Keith. He's a really good carpenter. There's almost no carpentry involved in a French drain. None. Almost zero. Well, it's basically the same thing. No, it's not. It's a form of plumbing. How many times has he gotten jobs from customers to do plumbing? He's also a very good plumber. He probably would say, I don't want to do that shitty-ass job, <laughs> so I'm not taking those jobs. That's why I'm a carpenter. Well, me and Nikki came down with the conversation. The only thing that's really going to be labor-intensive, because the tractor's doing all the digging and all that shit, all we're really doing is just scooping out rocks. That's all that really goes into That's how into you guys it. always start with these projects. I've been, I've lived with them, so I know how this goes. It's All it's going to be is scraping the tile off the kitchen floor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. Hold on. Let's pull the show over to the side here real quick. Okay, because my wife came in. I love my wife so much, Nikki. I know you're going to hear this, and you know it's true. She's a great starter. She's awesome. <laughs> she always starting thinks project. things are going to be easy. And there's a reason people make a living doing these things. There are people who just do floors. That's all they do. So my wife comes to me and says, I'm going to scrape off this tile or this linoleum off the floor. <laughs> and we're gonna every lay time down. I walked I came over, every time I came over for the next six months it looked like their floor was in a rack <laughs> I was like this is how Iraqi's kitchen floors look <laughs> it looked like somebody had taken a hand grenade like no not you, a hand grenade or the US Army had rolled through blasted their way through on the way and it was like old remnants of the floor that used to be down and it was like uneven like, it looked like how the floors look at the bottom of the, of the buildings and fall out for <laughs> like it was all uneven and shit like you would step on some places and there'd be exposed floorboard there'd be other places with linoleum and me and my wife had started this project to get, I'm sorry let me let me revert my wife started this project all by her lonesome one day while I was at work with a shovel <laughs> and I get home and I'm like what's going on in here she goes oh I'm ripping up the floor God the mighty damn the phones <laughs> even thinks it's funny so I come home and the floor is halfway ripped up I'm like so you're ripping up the floor cool we didn't get done with it that night we didn't get done with it that week. They didn't get done with it that fucking six-month period. <laughs> that floor was fucked up longer than Iraq was. <laughs> I don't know about that, because I, I mean, think Iraq's probably least, still fucked up. At least up. you're not. No, that's Afghanistan. Okay. <laughs> Something over there is fucked up. Yeah, y'all did fucked up shit to the floor there. But anyway, y'all do this a lot. Like, <laughs> and I'll be like, you know, you could have just paid somebody. <laughs> well, we got a quote to pay somebody. And we were like, no, we could probably just do it ourselves. And now that, we're, now that I'm saying it, I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> but then it was so much for the labor. Like, that didn't even include rocks. Like, it, like we're saving a lot of money doing if it this way. you want me to dig a trench around your house and fill it with rocks, you're damn right there's going to be a labor fee. Well, it's going to cost. But you know what I don't want? To be the, the like, I don't want to have to do it the goddamn self. I got better shit to do than scoop rocks into a trench. 
I work hard so I don't have to dig trenches. That's how they taught us as kids. Do you want to be a ditch digger when you grow up? It's literally what they told us. They literally held that over our heads. And here you two are. I didn't think about that. You two are both professionals. So you're out there. Digging ditches. The very thing they held over our heads that we didn't want to do unless we were stupid. Unless we were too dumb to get good jobs, which you both have. (laughs) All right. I can freely admit that maybe sometimes my excitement about trying to save some money gets in my own way. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to talk more about My Chaotic Life, and then later on, we're going to talk about how Kenny's grandmother tried to excavate the side of her foundation in the name of home improvement. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. What up? This is Dina Marie, the host of the Twisted Philly podcast. There's more mischief, mayhem, and nefarious goings-on in the city of brotherly love than Billy Penn could have ever imagined. We've got it all here on the Twisted Philly podcast. True crime, haunted history, the coolest and creepiest places to visit. Welcome Welcome to to Twisted Philly. Philly. You don't have to be from Philadelphia or Pennsylvania for that matter to get into this show. You just need to like some seriously weird, twisted shit. Plus, listening to me gush about the places I love to go, the history I love to tell, and the really sick, twisted crimes we've had going on here since back in the Victorian era. So come sit a spell with me in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. You can find me on iTunes and all the other major podcast apps. The price is wrong, bitch. Now That I'm Older has kicked off our very own Patreon over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And I was able to get a couple of thoughts from Kenny about our brand new Patreon. The fuck is a Patreon? As you can tell, he's very excited and so am I. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. It's going to allow you to pick from different goals that we've set up, things that we want to do to accomplish a better podcast for you guys, to bring you guys a better podcast every single week and to get you guys a better now that I'm older. We've got some things that we're going to need to do and we're going to need your help with them. But if you give us help, we're going to give you something right back. Things like shout outs from Kenny, stickers, t-shirts, exclusive content, all sorts of stuff. So go to patreon.com slash now now that I'm older and I'm, we're going to close out now with a few more words from Kenny about what he thinks about Patreon. I thought you were talking about a role-playing character. You thought Patreon was a role-playing character. It sounds like one of the bad guys they would throw at us. There's your commercial. Thanks. Well, the teacher asked me what was capital of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I said, Washington, D.C. Bingo. Nice. She said, no, you're wrong. I said, you got a lumpy butt. She got mad at me and yelled at me, and I pissed in my pants. And I never did change my pee pants all day. I'm still sitting in my dirty pee pants. I went my bed until I was 19. There's no shame in that. Welcome to the Boondoggle Podcast. My name's Alex. And I'm Dimitri. And here at the Boondoggle, we are a comedy podcast created by two pals with dark humor to entertain the masses. Did you just finger guns me when you did that? Absolutely, Alex. Why would you do that? Because finger guns are the most genuine way to get your point across when you're trying to say something absolutely, like, irrelevant and not believable. I hate myself. Finger guns. Finger guns. He really meant it. (laughs) This guy's for real. He's so genuine. Look at this guy. I appreciate that honesty. It's like, this guy, he's getting a promotion. He's like, what? Oh, my God. Finger guns the boss. He's like, God damn, you're my boss now. (laughs) You're my boss now. (laughs) Anyways. Tune in to us. Uh, you can hear us on a lot of sites. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, anywhere pretty much. And be able to tune in every single Friday to hear what we have to say. Once again, signing off. My name's Alex. I'm Dimitri. And this is the Boondoggle Podcast. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. I didn't want to dig any ditches. You're still digging ditches. But when we looked at the cost, I said, that's going to cost too much. Can we do it? You know, my, my, my first response every time one of these projects comes up is, can we save money on this in any way? 
Of course it is, because you're like you're like a Scottish Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I hate spending money so much. I would be Scrooge McDuck. I've told Nikki so many I'm times. I'm sure like, many people know the connotation of the Jews been saving money, but Scottish people are fucking worse. <laughs> Dude, I would be sitting on a pound. They'll save spaghetti water. I, would, I, would, <laughs> I, I meant to say like a thousands of pounds of gold coins because I would have something that I could dive into. Dude, Scrooge McDuck is the closest cartoon character I could think of to Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I have gone to a club for a show with Shane and literally had to wait for him to check the bank account for a third time that night before we could leave. I digress. So again, they held over our heads. You don't want to grow up to be a ditch digger. And here you two are, two business professionals, digging ditches on your own. Look, we're going to save some money this way. Okay. You're not going to save any money. Well, You're going to lose it in, that, the thing, in hours. The th- no, the thing is, is I actually have a crew of um, two teenage children that are going to come over to help. Uh, one that lives there and one that doesn't live there. And that didn't show up and they had this in the rocks back the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the further cost of do it yourself. No, no, no. Hold on. Management issues that you don't have to worry about. You know what? Everybody would have showed up if you had a paid crew with a manager who was on their ass. Here's the thing about this whole situation, though. We did. We, originally, our crew didn't show up. You know what else a manager would not have done? Paid one of them in advance. <laughs> So our crew doesn't show up. One of them gets paid in advance, doesn't show up to do the work. So we do have to send the rocks back. But when we send the rocks back, my father-in-law was already almost at our house when my wife calls him and says, hey, we're going to cancel it for today. So he says, don't worry about it. I'll go ahead and dig the trench. <laughs> so this means that for the next week now and a half. Now you have a trench that's going to watch. Shut up, Kitty. All these reasons are why I have things like homeowners insurance. And why like, I have, like, I don't know, <laughs> handyman. This, this isn't an insurance <laughs> issue, though. There's nothing you can file on an insurance. It's just fucking leaking. So he goes My ahead. walls are leaking. Fix it. <laughs> So he goes ahead. By the way, we just had a French drain installed at work. It was about 12 feet of a French drain. (laughs) It took them three days to do it. And they were professionals. (laughs) And they had major heavy, they had a porta potty outside. Okay. They brought shit in and did it. And it looked hard. So, (laughs) by the way, make sure you have a level because it has to be downhill the whole way. You can't have like a hard point. A high point in the trench. This is all gravity driven. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know all of this shit. We've already had all the stuff looked at. We've already had so far. You guys up. have been unsuccessful with unloading the rocks, but you want to tell me you're going to level the pipe right? Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's just let's put those two things next to each other. Everything- Could manage to unload the truck of rocks, but you're going to be able to do the math to level the pipe at the right incline. Everything is going to be fine. Okay. Okay, everything's going to be fine. You got you to still look at that house in Ackworth? Because right now might be an excellent time to consider that going ahead and... Well, we've already got the trench now. We've got to fucking <laughs> keep moving. That could be the next owner's problem. <laughs> so we're going ahead. My father-in-law digs out the trench. Before we started digging, we called 811 <laughs> to get them to come out and mark all the different uh, utilities. The gas line, the cable line, to mark everything. So we would know where everything was before we Is started digging. Is the the... Uh... No, it's just the call before you dig line for everything. So if you've got any like utilities and shit like that around there, they'll go ahead and mark them for you. I thought you. it was only the government utilities. No, dude. It's all the utilities. Shut your mouth. They had marked everything for us, but they mismarked the cable line. Yeah, they're not going to pay for that. No. <laughs> well, nobody's paying for it. They just came back out and spliced it. But basically what happened was I get a call or I get a text message from my wife at like 3 o'clock. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I get a phone call from my wife at 3 o'clock going – Hey, uh, I'm sorry about calling you, but um, dad was out in the yard and he cut the cable line. So I've got to be added to the account so I can get them to come out here and fix it. And I'm like, so. <laughs> hey, guess what else probably wouldn't have happened if you paid professionals? To your they still would have fucked it up because they wouldn't know where it was because it was mismarked. But, yeah, they probably mm-hmm. know that. They probably, how often do you think that guy missed those companies mismarked stuff and they have to deal with that? Things that you deal with when you do a job more than one time. Waha. <laughs> so in the middle of the whole process of my son being upset at us because we're trying to force him to actually have some responsibility. In the I middle of. His ass out there unloading them rocks. <laughs> <laughs> He's part of the crew. Um, oh, so the kid that you can't get to vacuum the house is part of your crew. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mr. Soft Hands Christopher is going to unload a bunch of rocks. Okay. We've, we've, got, <laughs> we've got a backup plan. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Get some immigrants. <laughs> You're gonna stand up. You know they don't stand out in front of Home Depot anymore. Ice is looking for them. You got to be clever now. We use the word day laborer. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you do. You're a liberal. So, <laughs> so um, in the middle of having to deal with my son, who's been mad at us about you know having to have responsibility, in the middle of dealing with this huge home and improvement your project, other te- your other teenage employee who took your money and ran. <laughs> In between dealing with the other teenage employee who has the money and didn't come over to help with the rocks. You ain't never going to see his ass over there loading any rocks. No, he's coming. He's okay, coming. It'll sure. be fine. Um, yeah. In I between, have a lot of faith in my employees that no show. <laughs> in between all of this, this past Wednesday, I get this phone call saying the cable line is broken. And then I'm like, now I have to live. Because I'm asking my wife. I'm like, when's it supposed to come, turn back on? They, she goes, oh, they're saying probably Friday or Saturday. And I'm like, I have to live for three or four days in this house with no internet. Or TV. Yeah, every bit of our TV is run from a com from a Chromecast or from the fucking yeah. PlayStation. You guys are internet dependent. Yeah, we have fucking turned it into milk, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's basically something we have to have to be able to survive. Oh boy! So as soon as I get off work, the very first thing I do is call Kenny, and I'm like, "So," and I lay it all out for him. I'm like, "This is what's going on with Chris. This is what's going on with the rocks. This is what's going on with the cable." Remember, kids, you don't want to grow up to be ditch digger. <laughs> That's what they literally tell us not to be. They literally use that as a threat to make us successful. And you guys got successful and hell, fuck it. We're going to dig the ditches too. God damn. Every now and then it's okay to get your hands dirty and dig a little ditch. You know what? I'd rather stay at home and be comfortable and not dig a ditch than be able to go on a vacation to Puerto Rico and have to dig a ditch. I'm just telling you to me, they don't balance out. Listen. This digging this ditch will be very educational. Yeah, I hope you learned something from it. I hope you learned that there's a there's a cutoff point in in white society where you get to a certain age and you're not allowed to do it yourself anymore because it looks tacky. I'm just telling you, it's gonna look fine. Oh yeah, because we talk positively about what's going on at the other Barcheron households <laughs> with their farms that are do it yourself and everything else. Never been over there and seen the same chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how it's supposed to work, I believe. <laughs> I mean, no, if you had an egg farm, they should always be the same chickens. They, they don't have an egg rotate. farm. They have a chicken farm. <laughs> They're making fried chicken out of them motherfuckers. I, I the tenders are good. Let me be honest and say, with the whole vanity farm with my sister-in-law, I, I would never. You called it a vanity farm. <laughs> you, you coined that phrase on the show back in the day. It is a vanity farm. It's catching on. <laughs> but I would never in my life, unless like the fucking world had descended into chaos, like the banking system had broken down, we had nuclear bombs falling out of the sky. If something like that happened. Yeah, I have the similar situation going on here now. Hold on. In that situation, I would consider plucking a chicken if, like, there was no way to get chicken breast at the store. I would consider it. I had to lay the law down here in my household recently over fucking vanity farming. <laughs> <laughs> what was your grandmother well, trying to do? You notice they cut down all the trees in the back, and, you know, I don't really care about what they do to the property. I'm like a renter. I live in the condo in the basement. It's none of my business what they do to the yard. So I didn't say anything when they started cutting down trees. Of course you didn't. You have no leverage. I don't care either. So, <laughs> so whatever. They're going to expand the garden. Well, then I overhear them making plans to rent heavy machinery to dig into this hill at the back of the foundation to extend the garden toward the house. And I'm like, no, hell no. You guys are not taking out the retention wall for a fucking garden that we don't need. There's a Kroger less than two miles away. <laughs> you are not digging. You're going to wash our goddamn house into a floodplain. The, the garden area where they are cutting the trees down is totally a floodplain. Anybody who can tell, you walk down and there's a big flat area lower than everything else around a creek. <laughs> Let me go ahead and just warn you before you do any of this. The water will leak in the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than that. Our house is on a hill. The hill has to extend past the concrete foundation a little bit. I know. Or they the want to dig it up. up. It's not going to run up the hill. The house is going to fall down the hill. I know. I, you, I lived in a house where the exact same thing had happened, where the fucking backyard was way lower. Right. Imagine if how much worse it would have been if somebody took a bulldozer and dug out all that dirt. How much faster that process would have gone. So 
who was talking about this? Like, what engineer did they consult before they decided to start None. That's tractors? the problem. My grandmother, th- my grandmother is like a fucking character from Fallout 4. I swear to God. <laughs> she brings home fucking furniture people throw away. It's weird. <laughs> It's not a post-apocalyptic world, Grandma. We she thinks it is. In. Like, dude, the other day, she made chicken noodle soup. At least that's what I was told. I go upstairs, and it's crock pot soup, which I'm not opposed to making stuff in a crock pot. You can make some good stuff in a crock pot. So I look in there, and this chicken does not look right. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I, I gently get inquisitive. I'm trying not to be rude about, hey, your food sucks. I'm like, what kind of chicken is this? And she's like, chicken breast? And she's not wanting to answer further. I can tell there's more. I'm like, oh, no, now something for sure is up. She's being short and avoiding the answers. Where did this Where, chicken breast come from? What was this chicken breast? Why is it red? First of all, yes, the chicken was red. Not talking dark meat red. We're talking red. <laughs> it looked like a red hot. That's not okay. So I was like, why is it red? She goes, well, remember I made barbecue chicken last week? She had taken chicken that had been in the fridge for over a week, just in the fridge, not frozen, nothing. Instead of throwing it away, she cut it up and put it in a crock pot. That wasn't it. I noticed there was some other chicken that wasn't red. I was like, what is this other slimy looking chicken? Well, remember those chicken tenders I made? She had cut up leftover chicken tenders, breaded, fried chicken tenders, and put them in the soup, then the noodles, and then cooked it for eight hours in a crock pot. I did not eat any of this chicken. <laughs> we have all decided that somebody is going to go into her living area upstairs, whether it be me or one of the aunts and uncles, whatever. Somebody is sneaking into the kitchen at night and throwing away food because she will not throw away food. Like it's an old person thing. They are, they will die before they throw away some food. I'm just staring at Kenny. She's telling me this story because this is the same grandmother that used to be like, we don't need a trash service. We'll no, just burn it. They burn their own trash in this expensive, high-end neighborhood. I bet their neighbors hated them. Dude, the house that Kenny used to live in, like, this house is nice that he's in now, but it's your typical, like, you know, four-bedroom house. This is a normal white you know, person yeah, house. It's a normal little, like, The you old know, one was a uppity white yeah, person house. That house had wings and shit. Like, like there was- Marble. There was, yeah, it was- That it they was, ruined. <laughs> it was a dope-ass house, but I would come over and be like, well, what's what's up with the, the stuff in the fireplace? He'd be like, don't ask, dude. My grandmother burns trash. Dude, there was like a black stripe that ran down their brick. High-end, like the pink kind of brick, the colored, the dyed brick. Yeah. They had this high-end br- What the fuck was that? This is a computer for some reason. You fucking bastard. But anyway, the high-end brick. high-end brick with this black streak of chemical <laughs> stain running down the fireplace. Because they're burning plastics and shit. The reason they're burning it inside, by the way, is they were mad when they moved into this neighborhood that the neighborhood told them they were not allowed to burn trash outside. So my grandparents' workaround for this was fine. We'll just burn it in the marble fucking fireplace. I imagine green marble with the white streaking, the high expensive end marble. They ruined all that shit. I imagine you being a child and going over like for Christmas and stuff like that. And instead of having like the roaring logs and the fire and shit like that, you guys are, <laughs> you guys are burning the fucking styrofoam. Let me, let me break it down for you. This is the trip on the way over there. Now you guys know not to eat your grandmother's food while you're over there. <laughs> my dad can cook like a motherfucker. That's where I learned to cook. My dad cooks good. Right. And like, we get to Momma's and like, first of all, she cooked Christmas dinner the day before. <laughs> a lot of people in my family would do that. And they'd be like, that that turkey's been on the table since then. I'm like, yes, they leave it out overnight and shit. It's an old Southern thing. And it's, it's like how their stomachs are different than ours, too, because she can eat that. Like, Mom, Mom I'm not eating that turkey. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't if I were you. <laughs> no, my mom, and, my mom and dad would leave turkey out and like. After a while, I was like putting them in the fridge and shit like that. To this that. day, when my grandmother puts things in the fridge, she doesn't cover them. <laughs> it's just open in the fridge, all mingling together and <coughs> drying out into some kind of frozen jerky type crap. <laughs> and turning into a soup a week later. <laughs> Dude, it'll be a soup before you know it. I, I do not eat. Not even, unless she's making fried pork chops. I'll eat some pork chops because you can't fuck that up. <laughs> oh, you can. My mother-in-law can't make pork chops at all. Your my mother is no, not very domestic. No, hold on. My mother-in-law has this thing with pork to where every time she makes it, it comes out in some form of jerky. Like it is just a, it, it's a, it's a disability Let's she has with there. pork. 
Your mother-in-law is not very domestic. No, no. She was designed to live in a city somewhere. Honestly, yeah. she was like they they try to adapt her to being like this fucking country girl and all this stuff. She was designed to live in like the middle of a city somewhere. She was not designed to be the fucking the lady living on a farm and all that shit that she is now. <laughs> I just that's it's a strange scenario over there. My whole thought on the whole vanity farm idea is there's a store. Right down, right the, down road. the road. Now, these are fine skills to have. Like being able to pluck a chicken, that'd be a great like skill. Like if I to worked have. for 4chan or something, or like not 4chan, uh, four, what's 4H? Right. Like if I was a representative for the 4H children and it was my job to teach agricultural to children, I could see I'm a working vanity farm. So the children would come through for, tw- there's no children other than the ones that are being forced to kill fucking chickens. <laughs> I still remember. I swear to God, one of them two is good. Phoenix is pretty cute. So it probably won't be her, but Aiden's probably got like a 60% chance of being a serial killer. I do. <laughs> Every time I go over there. That kid's like, got a cold look too about him. He'll look at you sometimes and you'll be like, you're looking at me, you little Asian kid. Well, the crazy thing about it is me. Now, <laughs> now he's got like long hair and shit like that. And he looks like the prototypical character. And I've told him this before from like every one of those shows where like the kid turns into a ninja eventually. And I'm like, I have this feeling that any minute now you're going to summon a demon or something like that. Dude, that like, kid just scares me. I'm not going to lie. Well, the, the whole thought process, like you said, when the first time that your mom says or your dad says you have to kill the chicken. No. <laughs> no, you people are sick. We live in a fucking metropolitan area. This is just torture for no reason. You're being weird. You're under 18. You have to kill I've the already chicken. called the state. <laughs> they're on the way out here. And they're going to be giving you guys an evaluation. Don't call the state on my fucking family. Mom, I made sure to tell them that you actually work for the state, so you don't even have a choice. Your job relies on this now. Oh man. And we'll be staying somewhere else tonight. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the whole, um, that's the whole thing with having a, a family that, that has that. I mean, didn't they choose not to use disposable diapers too? I'm, sorry, I'm going back in time here, but let me tell you something. There's some things I'll do for the environment. Washing poop out of cloth is not. <laughs> if it's got poop on it, it's going to the fucking landfill. And the environment can suck my motherfucking dick. <laughs> I'm so glad, quite honestly, because Kenny is 100% right. My uh, my sister-in-law never once used disposable diapers. Fuck that. <laughs> she had two children. She washed her own diapers on a regular basis. More power to her, but fuck that. Um, Baby she, poops all runny and shit, too. Ooh. I don't even Ooh. want to get into it and think about it. But she Ooh, I'm going to tell your wife that because she's over here texting me about this stupid-ass article she read about how... Root canals aren't sanitary. <laughs> Washing diapers ain't fucking sanitary. She had two children and washed diapers for all of them. And I'm so glad that Christopher was three when I met Nikki. So I didn't have to have this argument because I could have seen putting my foot. Now, down Nikki had like, Nikki. Christopher wore disposable diapers because I distinctly remember Beverly and Keith going, fuck that. <laughs> but my thought is this. If I met Nikki. Around this time, this was the time that the turn started happening, that she started turning NWO when it came to whole like organic thing and all that <laughs> shit. This is around that time, and I can I'm so glad yeah, that I didn't but have I'm to telling have you, that the first, first couple times she had to scrape it out. <laughs> the first couple times I said, Listen, I'm although, not washing any Although diapers. y'all do make your own dog food, so that y'all do have a bit of a retarded streak about you. Shut your mouth, dude. <laughs> making the making our dog food saves us a shit ton of money. Like a shit ton of money. Only because you would buy stupid, expensive dog food if you bought it. <laughs> We're not going to buy Alpo for the fucking dogs. We love the dogs. We're not going to feed them. They're dogs. Food. They're in the wild. They eat dead shit. They find laying there. They're not in the fucking wild, though. They live in a metropolitan area, too. Why do they have to get shitty food? They don't, but there's food that doesn't. You don't have to sit there and stew. Goddamn. They're dogs. I mean, your sister-in-law's killing their animals. <laughs> They've had, they have a revolving door when it comes to dogs, when it comes to chickens. It's just one of your dogs came from them. It was one of their revolved dogs. It's just and you a, can't tell me Vader gives a shit if it's Alpo or not. <laughs> Vader's just happy to eat. The dogs are just happy to eat. So yeah, that's a, that, that's a pretty good summary overall. I of guarantee the, you only white people would make their own dog food. <laughs> I, I don't know. What other I do. I'm positive. I don't know what, because I do know that a lot of I know of there are black people right now who said that right before I did. They were like, yeah, he did say it. And we knew he was going <laughs> to represent because they were thinking right now, leashes on their kids, cooking food for the dogs. White people got it all kind of backwards at this point. <laughs> Think about it. 
<laughs> you don't see no black people with leashes on their kids or making dog food by hand. I, I, I don't spend enough time. I saw Christopher get canned food more than one time. <laughs> canned raviolis, canned green beans. When we were, I know because we cooked the food when I was back then. That was when I was doing chores instead of rent. And I was much better than Christopher. <laughs> I saw the kid eat canned food, but the dogs, think about that, Christopher. The dogs are too good for canned food. You weren't. <laughs> hey, the dogs got canned food. Bring for a that long... up next time they give you shit about rent. <laughs> the dogs got canned food for a long fucking time until we realized that it would cost us like a fraction of the cost just to go ahead and make kind of like digging your own ditches is going to cost you a fraction of the cost. I don't want to talk about the ditch. <laughs> I don't think rice is healthy for dogs. I don't want to talk about what's healthy for the dogs. I don't, I don't think they naturally eat That's, carbohydrates, and that doesn't sound like it would be good for them. That sounds dude, like it's in most of the fucking food that you buy. So just buy it pre-made then. Because it's it the costs so thing. fucking much more. We just covered dude, this. Dog food does not cost that much. I was at the store the other day. I buy cat food right next to it. and cat, I'm definitely not making my own cat food. Well, and I buy expensive cat food. I buy Iams. It's just because you don't love your cat as much as we love our dog. No, I think I'm just more qualified to make cat food. <laughs> kind of like I think an, an actual plumbing company would be more you know, qualified to put this French drain in than an insurance salesman, a nurse, and a retired carpenter. <laughs> but hey, what and do a, I know? And a priest walking to a bar. I mean, Keith is capable. I'm not knocking Keith, but you two motherfuckers don't know shit. <laughs> you literally don't know your actual hole in the ground as, as from the hole in the ground around your house right now. I didn't dig it. I didn't cut the cable line. <laughs> I didn't invite her dad over. I didn't do any of this I pushed shit. you to the point where you just disavowed the whole project. I didn't do shit. Fuck them. I'm not coming down with this ship. <laughs> Nikki, I love you, but I'm moving to the basement. <laughs> Shane just went treadstone on the Jason Moore movie. We're not affiliated with that. Until this French drain is dug, I'm out. <laughs> okay, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. So we're going to end this conversation right there. I don't know what Sean about. There's a podcast. There's totally a podcast. You're on the podcast right now. Get out of my fucking chair! I know what I have to do, but going back means I'll have to face my past. I've been running from it for so long. Ow! Jeez, what was that for? It doesn't matter! It's in the past! <laughs> yeah, but it still hurts. Oh yes, the past can't hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it, or learn from it.